Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet, and I am here with the great Linda Parker. Linda, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I always say, Linda, you have a rich last name. <laughs> so how does it feel to walk around with a name like that? I mean, do people kind of solicit you all the time for money? <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps, but it's the only last name. It was the last name I was born with. So I don't have a lot of other point of perspective. <laughs> so you don't know how some of us who have uh, who have poor last names handle life, right? All, all you've known is the, the pedigree of Parker. I love it. So I'm just glad it's easy for people to spell. And it is. <laughs> it takes me to Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, we're going to have a great talk with Linda today. Linda is not a stranger to our studio. Linda actually is one of our consultants. I mean, she is the one of the minds and, and, and brains behind helping us with our social media, our SEO, uh, our web, some of the writings you've seen from us, the good ones, that is. She, she won't say, she won't take credit for all of it because some of it she's improving. <laughs> Come from the writing with Linda. If you get our donor letters, that's Linda. She, she signs my name on it, but it's really Linda words. And um, our newsletter and, and a lot of the communication you get from us, Linda, is the brain behind it. Linda, uh, welcome to the studio again. And um, so we're going to talk about the art and science of copywriting. Why I have Linda's studio today? Because Linda will be a panelist in the upcoming Global E-Community Forum. By the way, if you've not yet registered for the forum, you want to do that right now today. It's still Seats are still available. The E-Community Global Forum is coming up October, I believe, October 2018. Please put it up there on the screen so that that way people know exactly how to sign up. You want to make sure that you register for the E-Community Global Forum. It is free if you are a diamond, gold, and silver member. If you are a member of the E-Community, if you're not a diamond, gold, or silver member, it's only $25. Either way, it is a great event. We're going to have Linda and others who are going to be joining us, and we're going to talk about how to enhance your digital marketing strategy. Linda, before we get into our talk, you are going to be one of the panelists of this forum. If somebody's watching and listening right now, they're saying, why should I sign up right now? Why should I be self-serving a little bit? Why should they come, Linda? Why should they sign up for this forum? Well... There's, there's at least four reasons of which I am only one because you have assembled a very uh, diversely knowledgeable and talented team to, to make this presentation. And uh, I find it very exciting. Our dynamic is great because between Yamil and Naomi and Kenji and, and me, we, we have such uh, a scope of knowledge and um, uh, energies and frameworks that we work in. And I think, we, you know, we, we couldn't be more excited to share it than we are. Uh, in, in speaking from my own background, uh, I, I tell people that I have been uh, successfully writing as a profession for 30 years. And Patrice, I, I realized that I've been saying for 30 years for 
probably the last 10 years. So it's more than 30 years, but I, it's now time to stop counting. And I have been, I have been so blessed because I have been able to write about a, a, a diversity of, of topics. I've written for uh, major corporations. Uh, I've written for top political figures, some of whom you know that I can't per contract yeah. disclose, but when I say top, we're talking about top yeah, stop, political stop. figures. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've written for nonprofits. I've written for ministries. I, I've covered the sports industry. I've covered consumer products. Uh, I write extensively about technology and finance today. And over the, a, a scope that is 30 plus years, the, you know, the, the format has been so diverse. It's been print. It's been television and radio scripting. Uh, it's been business and political speeches, books, uh, ghostwriting, uh, articles, print, uh, business, very mainstream business things like business RFPs and funding documents. I've written curriculums and I have written web copy. And uh, Patrice, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of millions of words in that period of time. So, uh, you know, I have, I have been privileged to learn what does work, what works even better, and what works for today and tomorrow, because so much of what we're doing is, is focused on digital now, which is the, the emphasis of our, uh, our upcoming forum, is digital marketing. I love it. I love it. So make sure you sign up because you're going to get a chance to not only hear from Linda, but others as you really look at how to improve digital marketing strategy. It's going to be October 26th. Make sure you sign up today. Uh, you know, Linda, you have such a breadth range of experience. And we're going to today focus on this idea of the art and science of copywriting. And you talked about your extensive background in writing. Before we get into copywriting, which is one dimensional writing, right? Um, Let's, yes. Let me talk a bit about you, Linda. So growing up, was writing always your thing? I mean, did you, were you, tell me a bit about, take me to Linda as a teenager, Linda in high school, Linda in college. <laughs> was she a writer? <laughs> well, that is, that is almost a perfect segue to the art and science of copywriting because writing is a gift. It's like, it's a talent and it's like, it's like musical talent, which I don't have. Um, but but writing is a gift. Some people are 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 born better writers, better communicators, better understanders and lovers of language than other people are. That's that's part of the art of copywriting. The other side of it is, uh, and and let me say to to answer your question, yes, I was that child. I was that student in high school and in college. And I will tell you that I looked at my course surveys in college and said, oh, this course has a lot of tests, but this course requires a lot of papers. I'm taking the papers every time. That's, that's my easy way to communicate. Uh, I sometimes describe my life as being the person, the, the child who loves to write book reports. When the teacher said, you have a book report due at the end of the month, I was the child that said, oh, can I write two, please? And I, yes, it, it, words made sense to me. I heard them in my head. 
I loved the way they worked on paper. I loved the dynamic of language as a communication tool. Uh, but, but it's also a science. And because it's a science, it's something that people at, at all levels can get better at. So it is you, a, it's a skill that they so can you, master. So you enjoyed writing. So did you also have to develop um, the science of it in terms of, you know, did you, in other words, did you, did, did it come easy to you? Or did you find yourself working at the, cause there's two kind of ways to write, right? There's like, for instance, I, I was not academic as a kid. Uh, actually, I was really, I quickly learned that my, I, I was great. I, I like oratory, if that's the word, right? I was, a, I was an oralist, a, a, a verbal communicator. Um, before I was saved, they had a lot of curse words in it. Before, <laughs> if, you know, I was a non-Christian. I, I communicated with passion. And then as I became a Christian, learned how to be Christian, you know, I, 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 I learned how to, you know, be passionate without being offensive or um, or uh, crude, for lack of a better word. But I always enjoyed the art of oral communication. Now, but because I was an academic, that science writing wasn't my thing. Fast forward, I get involved in business. I'm a speaker. I'm a, I'm a writer, so forth. And I, I started writing just to improve my communication skills because I wanted depth not just flowery words. So that's why I began to write. It was my way of improving community. It was also my way of, of, of honing in on, my, of, on, my, on the concept of biblical entrepreneurship, what I felt was where my street spot was. So I began on the art side and, and then over time just hone it in. My first writing wasn't really appreciated because I didn't get the science of it. So my question to you is this. So... So, so writing, is it best to come from the art or the science or does it matter? Uh, you know, we, we all operate in life with what God gave us and what God didn't give us. So um, I am grateful that writing has always been a joy and a passion and a gift that uh, I, I actually, in, in making the decision to become an entrepreneur and go freelance, I actually made the decision that uh, to, to pray about it and say, okay, God, if you gave me this as a gift and it's something other people don't have, uh, then I'm going to trust you to bless me if I use it as my life's vocation and my life's mission. So, I, I you know... Um, Wherever you are is a great place to to start with it. And when you think about writing and you've got the left brain side and the right brain side and it's an art and it's a science. And then right up here across the frontal lobe of the brain is uh, creativity. So that means it all has to focus through that um, filter of creativity, or at least we hope that that, that creative part is involved with it. Uh, on, on both halves, both uh, hemispheres of the brain. And for, um, for me, as someone with the gift of writing, and I will always remember that the first paper I turned in in college, my writing teacher just destroyed me with by giving me a C minus because I had been far more about the, the gift and the art than I had about the science. 
so after I took my wounded feelings and uh, uh, applied the science, then uh, then they, they could be A-plus papers. But uh, as I tell you that I've written always and professionally for more than 30 years, I will also tell you that I am always learning, always getting better at my craft. I am a better writer today than I was last week. Wow. And that's a that's an amazing thing to be able to to say. It's a it's a gift that I get to keep developing and refining. And maybe my gift doesn't get better, but my technical skills improve every single day. I love it. I love it. I just came back from Kenya where one of the things that we, by the way, those from Kenya watching and listening, thank you so much for being a gracious host. Had a great time in Kenya, myself, Gina, and John Randall. Uh, and we actually had, uh, we launched Nehemiah Publishing in Kenya. We actually had a Power the Pen workshop where Joan talked about the power writing and help inspire people to write their stories. But today we're going to talk about writing from the angle of digital marketing, the art and science of copywriting. So let's go to that because there are different ways to express writing. You could have been an author. Um, you could have been a movie producer, a writer for movies. You could have been a, 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 a writer for, for theater, right? You could have been a reporter, right? You, you, you could have been a lawyer, right? Because lawyers got to write. Uh, so you could have been all kinds of things. You're a historian, uh, but somehow you chose business and you chose marketing. So first, let me ask the question before we get into our topic. And I'm talking to uh, Linda Parker, the uh, CEO and, and co-founder, I think, right, of Oglinda Creative. And uh, Susan is, is watching. And she's a great topic. Thank you, Susan. And we're, we're talking about the idea of, of, of how, to, how to enhance your copyright uh, uh, by, uh, by, uh, by through the arts and the science. And we say copywritings, we're talking about your website, your blog, the stuff that goes into your digital presence. And we talk about this because Linda will be a panel, a panelist on our upcoming global forum on enhancing your digital strategy. And so, so, so Linda, so if you've not yet registered, please do so right now. Linda, so let's talk about there's all these kind of writing. We're going to narrow it down to the art of, of copyright. What made you choose marketing? Such a, um, you know, that's kind of the lowest level of, uh, I hate to say, you know, I mean, think of the writing world, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we have this high respect for authors and journalists and historians and lawyers and so forth. But you chose marketing. Something that real artists don't really think it's uh, the thing is capitalist. You chose marketing. Why, Linda? Why do you sell out? <laughs> well, <laughs> isn't everything we do marketing mm. uh, in terms of business? And and to um, to finesse that thought a little bit. Uh, so sometimes I do write articles that I allow someone else to put their name on because they have paid me for the privilege of doing that, that, uh, you know, appear in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, that is a high level of sophisticated writing. But for that person, 
they've done it with a marketing intent. Mm -hmm. They've done it because it improves their business. And that, you know, that, that speaks a little bit to this whole exciting dimension that you have developed uh, with Joan Randall and publishing, because one of the uh, fastest ways to identify yourself as an authority in your field is to publish. Um, that, that book is, is the greatest marketing piece that, that a business person, an entrepreneur, a, a startup or someone who's been in business for years, that, that book's the, the, the greatest marketing tool that they have. And, uh, you, you know, sometimes, and, and I'm, Patrice, I think I've, I've talked to you about this before. Sometimes I write, I write about wastewater. Sometimes I write about tax code. Things that are not edge of your seat compelling to most people. But, you know, for the company, for the founder of the company, for the entrepreneur who started the business, this matters. They're passionate about it or they wouldn't have made it their, their lifelong vocation. They care. And when I get inside the reason that it matters to them, then I can communicate that through their writing. So uh, instead of that making it low level, I think that makes it, it very personal and high level and um, important to the people that you serve. And, and that is what we all hope to do as, as, uh, as Christians in the business world, that, that what we put out there serves our clients. Mm, well said, well said. I like the point you make, because if we truly are committed to building kingdom companies, then when you then now you're bringing the 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 gift and the science of writing to that honorable vocation and that changes is not just commerce for commerce sake right it's just mm -hmm. as honorable as any other vocation because the products and services that we do provide are not only honorable but they're about impacting real people the companies we create uh it's about creating honorable honorable jobs and uh, creating engines of, of transformation and, and creating uh, uh, corporate cultures that, that are life transforming, life giving. And, and there's this whole dimension of business that now makes it where now when you bring your writing to it, you're not just selling sugar water as Bill, uh, Steve Jobs used to say, but, but, but you, you're fulfilling purpose. And that is a different dimension. And most entrepreneurs, unfortunately, don't always know how to articulate the essence of the value they bring to the table. And that's where you come in. So with and, that- And you know, Patrice, that's a very important point because uh, I've been known to say to clients, if I write this for you and I get it right, will you know it when you've seen it? Mm. Because they don't always know how to articulate. And- uh, Getting their, their thoughts and their vision and their objectives in words is a process. And maybe they feel it in their gut and they act it out every day, but they never distill it as much as when it becomes words and it becomes uh, their, their vision and their direction personified. Mm, well said. Well said. So let's get to digital marketing. So yes. Let's, uh, why so digital you... marketing is exciting, Patrice, because I've lived through the not digital age. Yeah. To be able to tell you what a change it's made. 
So I want to ask you, why is it important? I mean, why give just remind us again? I know that it's it's obvious that all of us should be digital, that all of us should be, but Linda, you've 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 been you were there when there was no digital. You you helped pioneer digital, you were part of those who kind of championed it, you pivoted. So why is it important for those listening and watching? Why digital marketing? You know, why should they care? Isn't just I'm on, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. What, what's the big deal? Well, uh, once upon a time, I wrote magazine ads, uh, which is not to say that they don't still have their place and that the print is dead because it's not. But I would write magazine ads and it would be six to nine months before I got feedback on the marketing impact of the ads we had created. Hmm. People had a book in their hand. They had a magazine in their hand. They tune in, they tune out to a radio or, or television show. Although, it, you know, it can be argued that, that they have an aspect of, a valid aspect of digital. But digital changed everything because it allowed us to become intimate. Instead of me writing a billboard that people saw as they drove down the interstate. I wrote for that tool that was in their hands. And you, I mean, most of us sleep with our phones beside our beds. We, we take that phone with us everywhere. We're connected to it 24 seven. And I can, I, I'm fed into people's lives. When I, when I write, for something that that they receive digitally, I'm in their life in that way. They they may not be on my landing page uh, at that time, but it's it's accessible to them. And uh, I may even be able to make their phone ding when I uh, when I add that content to to sort of maintain sustain that engagement with us. And then the other part of it is all of a sudden it's, it's, it's made us, it's made everything immensely measurable and it gives us the ability not to wait six or eight months to guess at what adjustments we should make, but we can adjust on the fly. We can mm. analyze and adjust. So, uh, you know, over and over again, digital is the most intimate platform that the world has ever had for communicating with their consumer and their marketplace. Wow. Now let's get the definition. As you know, I'm an educator, I'm a trainer, so I like definitions. So somebody watching this and said, what exactly digital marketing? How, how would you define it? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure I'm the right authority to address the scope of it. But how about I define copywriting for digital marketing? <laughs> All right. So let me give you a working definition. Okay. Um, you know, and I, I'm going to be talking about this. So for working definition, I want uh, honest digital marketing essentially is this, is using uh, both technology and the internet to enable your marketing um, to your customers or your prospects, right? So it's, it's essentially, if you think of traditional marketing, 
you know, that that is, you know, other than I mean, think of radio and, and TV, you can make it the case that you're using technology there. But but essentially, when you say digital marketing, now we now moving whatever you're doing there into the space called the Internet, the digital age, right, where now it's either it could be an e-flyer, e-brochure, it could be pushing through social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, you know, YouTube, whatever you call it, Pinterest, you name it, name it. It, it could be web enabled, you know, your website, your, your blog. It could just be tied to your Google analytics or your Google or your Yahoo or whatever going to uh, SEO. So, so all of, so we said digital marketing is that whole world of, 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 you can even call it internet marketing in a sense, because mm -hmm. all of it somehow goes through the medium of the internet, unlike TV. Now, today they're blended, right? You can do a TV ad, that TV program is also aired on YouTube. It's also, could be also aired on their website. So now there's this blended world. There was a time, you remember Linda, where it was two separate worlds. What you saw on TV, you didn't see on the internet. Today, actually, everything you see on TV, you also see on the internet, right? What you heard on radio, you didn't hear on the internet. I was in, in Kenya and I did a, one TV show, one radio show. Guess what? I was, both of them were on Facebook Live and YouTube. Though they were also aired on the traditional radio station. And Patrice, you did a, a wonderful job. I was, you know, addressing the scope of what digital marketing is. I was afraid I'd leave something out. And as best I can tell, and maybe you touched on it and I missed it, but I think you only missed one possible nuance, and that was email. Ah, no, you're right. Absolutely right. Of course, Internet covers all of it, but you're right. From a, from a two perspective, email also ties into digital marketing. Because going back to, we're going to talk about copyright in a minute. You know, a lot of what you do for us, you write those copy pieces that's pushed out, right? When we look at blog and website, it's the pull, but email is the push. So you want to take advantage of both of those. So with that, let's get to copywriting. Okay, when I hear copyright, first I'm thinking of, Linda, I'm thinking of copyright, like the legal term, but that's not what you're talking about. What are you talking uh, about here? What is copywriting? Right. Copyright, which is, is the word copy plus the word R-I-G-H-T, does have to do with uh, ownership of intellectual property. Separate, distinct, has nothing to do with the vocation of copy, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, writing. Um, copywriting is it's a skill that, that draws from both halves of the brain, as we've mm. said, because it's creative and it's tactical. It's language-based and it's measurable. It's analytically measurable. Now, those are, those are the, the key components of it, but... Um, you know, we hear about copywriters, 
and we hear about content writers mm. and people sort of commingle the two thoughts and they're actually both form important forms of writing most business people need both but they're different mm. and i'm going to sort of help define copywriting by telling you what it's not in that it's not content writing um content writing is can be posted on your blog, your website, could be something you emailed, could be something you uh, shared as a, a, a white paper or a report. It's very significant for business, but it's intended to educate and inspire your reader. It's not necessarily going to have a call to action. Mm. You can probably measure how many people read it. You can probably measure how many pages they read of your copy of your content writing, but you don't engage in the same way because minus the call to action, it doesn't call on the reader to do something specific. It's very important. It broadens a business or a business professional's position as a perceived authority. Mm -hmm. uh, it helps you broaden your market. A and a good example of it would be if I ran a homeowner's insurance agency, but on my blog, I posted content about helpful tips for home security. These helpful tips are informative. They're intended to educate my reader, but they don't have a call to action because I don't sell home security products even though as an insurance agent, I want my homeowners to be, um, I, I want them to be more secure. I, I don't want them to be filing more claims for burglaries. I, you know, I, I want to uh, provide them information that will be valuable to them. So I very often explain it to a client as people come for the burgers and they stay for the fries. They come because they're reading about uh, the difference in fiberglass shingle roofs and tin roofs and clay tile roofing for your home. But while they're reading that on your homeowner's insurance website, they look around and they go, wow, these people are really trying to help me. And I like these people and they're a good source of information. And they keep coming back for the burgers staying for the fries because they go, I think I'll check out and see what kind of rates they offer on homeowner's insurance. And it, the content has made you an authority and built a relationship, but it's it, copywriting, copywriting's different. Copywriting is persuasive with a purpose. It has a call to action. And if you create it right, it's measurable. So it's persuasive. It has a call to action. And it should be measurable. Does that sort of help, Patrice? It does. It does powerfully. So here's what I'm kind of hearing you say. So, and, and I like the distinction. So you have content writing, which has to do with providing substantive value to my, to my customers or my prospects, right? Um, it could be also helping me build myself as an authority, Right. And, and, uh -huh. and that's the substance of and it could be on topics that are directly or indirectly tied to what I do because I'm trying to create value for them. 
But then when I get the copywriting, now I'm being very intentional using conversion language, if you will. Yes. That that enables them to convert them over to the buy. So in other words, in other words, the 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 content is the burger, but the fries is the copyright. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Uh, yes. The 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 fries is your is your copywriting is is what gets them over to that other page on your website where they sign up for a consultation with you and now you can close the deal and sell them homeowners insurance or whatever product that that you are marketing. Yes. So which means I can be I can be a good content writer. That's kind of what I, I do, right? I'm I'm always producing content, but uh-huh. it doesn't make me a good copywriter. And- uh, yes, some companies, uh, some writers stay, they stay in their lane. They only content write. They only copyright. Um, I don't have any problem with people doing both. I do yeah. both, but you have to know which is which. Exactly. And you Just have because- to know how to structure each piece. That's right. Because I know that one thing you've done for us, you've looked at my content and you have given feedback to how to make it sell. So you brought copywriting to it, you, you know, and, and, and so just because I'm, a, because a lot of people watching and listening to us, they might be good content writers, you know, particularly if they are in consulting or they are in coaching or, you know, they are in anything that has to do with where they're producing proprietary content, education, whatever it is, or then expert in a particular area. So, so, so you know your content and you, and you even can write it because you either have the art or the sound, whatever it is, uh-huh. but it doesn't necessarily make you a good copywriter. Actually, let me say this, you know, I'm going to go far saying this. Actually, the, the expert in that particular topic oftentimes would be the least effective, not, not, not impossible, <laughs> the least effective copywriter. Is that a that, that, that's a good understanding. And that's why people sometimes pick a lane and stay in it and why companies may hire both a content writer and a copywriter because they are done with, with totally different objectives. Because part of my chart, the copywriting, I feel like it's watering down the essence of it, right? There's almost this thing in me. I, I want to get the stuff out. I want to. I want to keep the keep the juice. But then the copywriter comes and says, "No, no, no. Wait a minute. Let me let me write in the way people buy, the way people act, the way people behave." You now look. You're almost like a psych- psychologist as a copywriter. Uh very, very much. Uh, that's that's one of my fields of study was how people learn and the, the psychology of, of how people learn and how people understand information. And, you know, people are sometimes afraid to sell in language. They, they, they feel apologetic for trying to sell in their language and, and, and you know, in what they write. And, and, and content writing, content writing broadens your market. There may be people that show up that had no interest whatsoever in being your client, but they show up because 
they saw a highlight on Facebook about a bit of content you've shared, and they're interested in that. And you have broadened your market because they may they may wind up being your client. But um, the, the the copywriting it, it, it's something we shouldn't have to apologize for uh, because equipping people with what it is we care about and what we do for a living is our whole objective of, of our business. It's how we serve. So to, to present it in a way to people that it's compelling and they want to take action is not something to apologize for. It's a way to help them get more directly to the good results and the good product and the good service that the business professional is ready to deliver. I love it. So, Linda, you prepared a little list. I like this. I do. And it's kind of give us to kind of give us. So if you're watching and listening, don't leave because I'm going to have Linda share her little list before we wrap up here. So before she does, and I want to make sure you know this, that we'll, we'll be talking about this and much more at the upcoming Global E-Community Forum um, on October the 26th. If you're not yet signed up, go ahead and do that right now. Uh, I know some of you guys have signed up already. Uh, as a matter of fact, Linda, people are signed as I speak. There it is, October the 26th from 7 to 9. Uh, is, that's uh, U.S. Pacific time. Uh, and so you want to make sure that you sign up and join us, which is 10 o'clock U.S. Easter Standard Time or whatever time, uh, what it means in your time zone. So China, we're going to have uh, Naomi Lomande, Linda Parker. Um, um, we're going to have Kenji uh, Kimrami and uh, Yamil Rosal. Let me kind of tell you kind of what they'll be talking about, so you can kind of get a sense. So, in 2021, the world's the world has over 60 percent of the population connected to the internet. 60 percent. That's 5.2 billion potential customers who may be using their smartphones uh, to search and access products and services, or going directly online. The digital revolution hasn't quite reached its peak yet, as it continues to evolve. Brands continue to find innovative ways to reach their audiences. Are you keeping pace with the latest digital marketing trends to put your business in the palm of your consumer's hand or your perspective? By the way, in COVID-19, all it did was make this even more so. So in so at the, the forum, you're going to learn how to stay relevant in the mind of the consumer. You're going to learn to innovate low-cost strategies, uh, innovate a low-cost strategy to increase your awareness and reach. You're going to learn how to use data and consumer insight to drive revenue. I'm also going to provide you with a biblical framework of, of marketing and digital marketing, because as Christian, you want to know, okay, Patrice, how does this fan out biblically, right? Because we want to have the proper guardrails as we look at it. Those of you guys who are watching this, then you might be saying, Patrice, wait a minute. You're pushing us further towards this end time, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, we're going to deal with that before we get into the topic, because I want you to pay attention. So, uh, Yamil Rosales is going to talk about the story, uh, storytelling for change. You're going to learn how to use content to build a reputable brand using a successful model of telling your business stories in a way that attracts, engage, and delights your audience through each stage of your buyer's journey, right? That's what Yamil is going to deal with. Kenji Kirimi is going to talk about using paid media to accelerate growth. Today's digital advertising can be targeted, relevant, and helpful in ways it couldn't be before. You'll learn what journey-based advertising is and how to use it. Explore the social media and paid search advertising platforms. Learn how to determine your ad spend. 
see how organic and paid efforts can work together. And then Linda Parker is going to deal with, let me get to it in a minute, but Naomi Lomanda is going to deal with the power of visual marketing. It's going to deal with, in marketing, the objective is to optimize the visual efficiency of what we offer. Attractiveness, visual content always has a chance to go viral in this digital age. So it's about not only just having a visual image, making it pretty, making it, uh, you know, creating eye candy. This not only increases your reach and boosts brand awareness, but also provides more opportunities for inbound links, how to make uh, what your brand, how to make your brand stand out. And then, of course, Linda Parker, she's going to deal with today's copywriting is often expected to go beyond engagement and create a meaningful and measurable response. Learn techniques for capturing your target's attention and trust for creating excitement, even generating that much desired prospect for conversion. So if you're not your son, you want to do that right now, uh, follow that link. It'll be October the 26th. It's a, it's a digital event. It's free for a diamond member, gold member, and, e community, and uh, silver members. If you're not a member, go ahead. It, it will cost you only $25 to be a part so you can learn this dynamic. By the way, you'll also get the video. So let's say if you register and you miss it, guess what? It will be on demand available to you as well. So Linda, let's give them some stuff, all right? So I'm watching this and I'm saying, Linda, ah, I can't wait till October the 26th. But we're gonna do, we're gonna give you some goodies right now before October 26. So Linda, go for it. Give us some of the keys of of really being effective, being an effective copywriter. Okay. So you know, before you start living up there in your creative brain, uh, there there's there's science, there's technical rules that you you have to learn, you have to master. Uh, they're 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 critical. They're the heart and soul. And if you don't do this, it doesn't matter how beautifully you've written it or how creative it is, it won't convert. And remember, copywriting is designed to persuade someone to take some kind of action, whether that action is to download a report, to make a phone call, to click, or to sign up to take action. So when you copyright, you first have to always know who you're talking to. Copywriting is not one size fits all. You can't shotgun. It's not even one size fits most. In business, you likely have multiple, um, multiple clients, client profiles. You don't just serve one person. You serve different types of people. But when you communicate with them, people have different things that they value. They have a different perspective from what they hear your message and, and how they translate that. So you need to profile. And I very often create an, um, uh, an identity and give that identity a name. And, you, you know, like an avatar. Pardon? Like an avatar of your. Of exactly. I say, okay, I am writing for Rebecca Smith. And she is this age and she has this much education and she's been a work at home mom and she's going back into the workforce and she lives in this city and she makes this much money and this is what's important to her. And I write for Rebecca and then I may turn around and I write, may write for Bill, who's 21 years old and has a totally different profile. So does this mean you need multiple messages to multiple profiles? 
almost always. How do you get this information? You draw it from your own data. You look at your CRM, your Salesforce, your MailChimp. If you don't use tools like that, then go back, get out a spreadsheet, go through your emails and say, this works, this doesn't work. You look at your Google Analytics, maybe the single most powerful marketing tool digital marketers have. You look at your Facebook, your social media data, and you create those identities saying, this is who my market is. This is how I need to shape my message. This is who I'm talking to. That's one down, nine more to go. Now, so, 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 so oh, I hate yes. to do this. You're going to give me one more and, and our time will be up. I, I hate to tease them, but <laughs> we're going to have to come back and, and, and uh, have them come to the, to the event and, and hear the rest of them. But, but, but I do want to care to give us one more. That, that, but Linda, that was good stuff. <laughs> that was, I'm so glad it's recorded because then you can, you can rewind and kind of take good notes, right? But, but, but sign up. If you're not yet signed up, make sure you click the link now and sign up because we're going to talk about this and more. This is just one of nine. Linda, what's the second one? Okay. So I'm just going to pick a random one, okay? Since I only get one more. Uh, I'm going to say be a safe place. We live in a world that is stressed, COVID stressed, weary, angry, critical, uh, on guard, litigious. You need to be a safe place. You need to be trustworthy. You leave your politics, your opinions out of it. Uh, don't even talk about your favorite sports team because you'll alienate some people. Live your faith in, in your language, but don't proselytize because just just live your faith. Exemplify your, your character, your honesty, your grace. Make people comfortable in your language. Even if your message is fear of missing out, you've got to do this now while there's a limited number. Even if you sell guns and ammo, whatever it is, they still need to feel like, they still need to be comfortable with you. They need to feel like you're calm, you're organized, you're non-biased, you're embracing, and that you are a safe, pleasant, trustworthy place that if they have trouble with their order or their product or their service, you're there to take care of them. And you need to make that clear. You need to do exactly what you just did, Patrice, and say, hey, we want you to be at this webinar, but if you can't be on our forum call, we're going to still provide it to you because we understand that life gets busy and you may not be able to make the live event, but we're going to still give you the whole thing as a recording. So it's safe. Go ahead and register. Be a safe place. That's one of the that's one of the, the, the top 10 rules. I love it. Top 10 rules of copywriting. So, Linda, let me ask this question, though. So let me push back a little bit. I'm going to push back on the expert. You know, I'm known to push back. I'm going to push on the expert. So, <laughs> but Linda, my avatar is edgy. They like, they, I need to throw some meat at them, right? You know, I need to, they're, you know, they're, they're Trump supporter that I need to kind of throw, I need to get a little bit agitated. Or they're Obama guy. I want to get, you know, I, I do want to get political because it, it will drive my, my uh my the algorithm it will create that you know uh i do want to talk about that sports thing because i'm a cowboy guy and i know that if i mention that what if i do want to get a little bit edgy to create more engagement 
then keep that in your direct messaging. Keep that in your email. Keep that in your Facebook Messenger or if, if you use uh, another form of direct engagement. Don't put it all over your website. Unless, unless you're prepared to go down that path and, you know, live and die by it and say, these are the only people I want to attract. Good. Like Patrice, I'm a University of Kentucky graduate and Susan, who graduated from Duke, we stay at odds all through basketball season. <laughs> but it's, you know, I actually don't have it posted in too many places on my website and I try not to, to celebrate the victories. Uh, you, you know, too loudly. So I, keep your website, keep your your content marketing and your copywriting, keep them, keep them safe so that people know, uh, hey, you know, we like to do people we, we can connect with. We, but, but let them connect with you because you both have French bulldogs, not because of uh, uh, an extremist political position. And if, I love if it. you... Yeah, if you want to go that route, at least keep it in an email and make sure that you're sending that email to the right person. You know what? I, I think that that forum is going to minimize the bullying on social media. It's going to bring the, the, the world a little bit more together. I, I just This is great. I love your approach, Linda. And I wish more people approach social media that way. We'll have a better world. Listen, don't leave because I'm going to have Linda share one more. As we do our closing, Linda. Normally, what I do in the closing, I allow my guests to give kind of a an insight. You know, what can you say? To them? In your case, I'm going to have you share your things on me. That one more. So don't you leave here. Listen, if you want to know more about Linda, Linda Parker, if you are e community member, she's right down the platform. She's a member of the e community. Linda, you've been a member for what, what a year or two now, right? Yeah, two years now. She's a member. You could right there on the e community platform. Just go and connect with Linda. Get to know more about her and her business. If you're not a member, we love for you to got to be a member. Listen, let me tell you how you can do that. Visit our website, nehemiahecommunity.com. Nehemiahecommunity.com. There, you can also learn about our training program, how we can help you through biblical entrepreneurship, serve with love, and and um, and uh, uh, and identity destiny to be able to improve your business or expand it, right, or even start a new one. You can, we can also learn about our coaching program, how we can come alongside. We have a network of certified coaches from different nationalities. I speak French, English, and Spanish, and including Mandarin Chinese that can come around you and walk with you, helping you to grow your company, hold you accountable. Linda, recently I was talking to a number of our clients in Kenya who are being coached, and, I, and they've all gone through biblical entrepreneurship. I said, what's been the difference that coaching I made for you? They said, training taught us what to do and how to do it and inspired us to want to do it. But coaching made us do it. <laughs> and that's the difference. Coaching, it held us accountable, gave us two, helped us walk it out. So um, do that. And then also, if you need access to capital, we want to help you as well. Connect with us on our website and we can uh, provide you with connecting with some of our investors or even do direct financing to help you grow your kingdom company. And then, of course, learn how to become a member. Join uh, the e-community platform. Become a member today of one of the fastest growing uh, Christian kingdom-based um, membership organization uh, that is pretty diverse. You know, we have members from Asia, from Africa, from Europe, from Latin America. 
and from North America. And we are transforming the world together. It's, just a, it's great to walk in community. So it's just about learning and coaching, but it's also about walking together as a community. With that said, I am going to allow Linda, instead of giving her kind of her closing thoughts and some word of advice, I'm going to let the word of advice to be one more. Linda, what is that one more you can give them as we wrap up the day? Mm, okay, I'm going for one and a half. I'm pushing this. Oh, boy. Go for it. <laughs> I would tell people to create vision. Mm. In, in effective copywriting, you have to let people see who they're going to be, who how their life is going to change how what you're going to do is going to solve problems, make them spe specifically solve specific problems, make them wealthier, ease their pain, make them younger, make them prettier. Um, it, it, you know, for companies that sell cosmetics, they sell hope in a bottle. It's that vision of this is what my life is going to be like if I click this button and take action now and sign up for this class, buy this product create vision. And the, la the the half one that I'm tacking on here is measure and adjust. Because don't guess at who you think your client is. Don't guess at how you think it works. The world and digital marketing comes loaded with analytics that you can track, analyze, measure. Our brains like to create patterns where they don't exist. That rule of bad things happen in threes, that's not true. That's just out of our brains because we come up with that. And that's exactly the way it works with, with your marketing. You can't guess. You can't say, I think I see a trend. Put it down on a spreadsheet. Look at the chart. Look at the numbers. Measure and then adjust accordingly so that what you're doing is effective and, and the most effective use of your time, energy, your passion, and your objective. I love it. Another gift you have is a teacher. You are good. There's a lot more that's coming from. Sign up for the eCommunity Global Forum. Just click that link. Connect with us on October the 26th. Go to nehemiahecommunity.com so you can join us. There'll be Linda, Parker, Yamil, Kenji, and Naomi. They're all going to talk about how to enhance your digital strategy in this digital age. Listen, if you enjoy this podcast, I want you to share it. Friends, share with friends. Push it out to your social media. Share with others. You may know entrepreneurs. You may know individuals who are saying, you know what? I want to improve my digital strategy. Go and share this with them so that they might get the insight that they need in helping their digital strategy. Or maybe you want to invite them to the forum. You can do that as well. With that said, Linda, looking forward to seeing you on October 26. Thank you so much. I am so excited to hear the last seven. <laughs> I look forward to it. With that note, hey, let me pray for you as we close. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care. And may the Lord enable you to steward them in such a way that one day you, can, you will hear those wonderful words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Guess what? He'll not make you rule over much. God bless you. Thank you for listening and watching. Thank you, Linda. My pleasure.